a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources today. Great to be with you. As always, I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. And uh, as always, I, I want to know what's on your mind. And you can always do it on the Utah Community Credit Union text line, 57500. And 57500, Utah Community Credit Union text line. Appreciate our friends there. And uh, some of you have been texting in today. Uh, uh, one of our texters said, uh, Congress has been become so dysfunctional, maybe Dr. Miller could give them some lessons on how to restore trust. Uh, if you happen to miss our earlier segment today uh, with uh, Dr. Miller from Princeton University uh, doing some fascinating things around trust, uh, make sure you go listen to that. You can go listen to the podcast uh, online or on the KSL News Radio app, uh, sponsored by Any Hour Services. A uh, great way for you to pick it up. Dr. Miller had just some some fascinating things to say today. Uh, as it relates to trust and uh, some of the things that he talked about in Davos, Switzerland, uh, with many of the world business leaders last week. So for our final segment today, as we continue to monitor everything going on in Washington, D.C., uh, Jay Sekulow is uh, currently uh, the uh, member of the White House Legal Counsel for President Trump that is uh, speaking quite passionately as they draw towards a close here. My guess is they will wrap up uh, a little later today. Uh, the president's team will uh, rest with their uh, arguments, uh, and then we'll move into to the next phase of the uh, the argument, which will begin tomorrow. There'll be submitted questions through the Chief Justice. Uh, we'll have 16 hours of that, so that'll take about two days. And then we'll get to the big issue that uh, many people are uh, opining on today, which is the witness question. Does John Bolton make an appearance? Uh, there's been requests for the transcript of his yet-to-be-published book, uh, which is the source of a, a lot of this going back and forth. Uh, and that leads me to, to where I want to end our conversation today. Uh, and that is that we, we, we see a lot of people breathlessly racing to microphones in Washington, D.C. And for years, I've, I've warned individuals, I've warned organizational leaders, government people, that they are, are more likely to run out of energy before they run out of opportunity than, than anything else. And I also caution that this incessant urgency, this this immediate uh, thing that we have to do, we've got to make the statement now, we've got to get out now, it, it often destroys the, the more strategic pursuit of the most important priorities. So if you're always going after the immediate, you're, you're really not thinking long-term, you're not thinking strategically, you're just trying to execute for the day, you're trying to win the day, try to win the internet today. Uh, or trying to win the battle in that meeting today, or you're trying to look good in front of your boss today, or you're trying to manage up just for today. And all of that inhibits our ability to think strategically about the future. A uh, great quote from a, a sociologist, uh, Elise Boulding. Uh, she said it this way. Think about this. If one is mentally out of breath all the time from dealing with the present, there is no energy left for imagining the future. I'm going to say that one again, because, again, whether you're in politics or business or family or community, uh, if one is mentally out of breath all the time from dealing with the present, there is no energy left for imagining the future. 
So this is a, a type of exhaustion that comes from constantly being out of breath uh, over the president. It, in, it inhibits that deep, forward-looking thinking. Uh, and obviously a lot of the national media are those uh, breathless reports I was describing earlier. Uh, the angry, angst-filled, divisive political comment that uh, just can't create space for us to imagine the future. Uh, a president who breathlessly tweets about every little slight or criticism or comment uh, is not going to have energy to have an administration that is imagining the future. Politicians on both sides of the aisle, especially during uh, these last few weeks, they can't see past their own reelection. They can't see past their next social media post. They can't see past their next fundraising email. Uh, they're not focused on making generations that are going to impact uh, decisions that are going to impact generations. Uh, yet to come. And so the the caution is those breathless politicians and, and pundits, they're going to raise the campaign cash. They're going to do all those things that we that we despise. And, and as uh, our friend Scott Rasmussen was pointing out, that just exhaust the American people. They're not going to build ground. They're not going to get to that integrity of compromise. They're not going to get to the issues that are going to make this place better. And individuals, same way, individual obsessed with social media and the need to rapidly reply with the the most pithy and biting response to someone they disagree with, they're not going to have energy for some sort of elevated conversation that would lead to any kind of positive solutions. That's not happening. Uh, I see organizations do this all the time. Organizations fool themselves by chasing endless meetings. They chase checklists to keep themselves a safe distance from applying principles, uh, defining the strategies or implementing the tactics that would actually shape a better future for them, for their employees, for their customers. Uh, there's an old proverb, old proverb that says, a society grows great when old men and old women plant trees whose shade they know they will never sit in. Uh, and I love that. Having that vision, having the energy and the wherewithal to focus into the future, to to plant those shade trees they know they'll never see, they know they'll never sit in. But the caution, again, is that those that are consumed with this rat race and chase, uh, they, they can't do it. It's one of the things that I hope up on Utah's Capitol Hill this week as they launch into this 45-day session, which is very fast. Uh, it is a little breathless sometimes. And I hope our, our leaders there will slow down enough to really envision the future. Remember, if we're so exhausted by breathlessly pursuing everything in the present, well, we're not going to be able to really imagine the kind of future that we really need. And so it's that, it is that growing great. A society grows great when we have people who are willing to slow down and do that kind of envisioning and, and moving forward. Uh, it includes all kinds of things that need to be strengthened in our country, civil society, uh, opportunity, upward mobility. All of that has to happen in this context of putting long-term future-focused policies ahead of personal interest, ahead of political interest. Uh, really interesting. I don't know if you've, if you've caught this online. The BBC has actually launched a series of stories and articles focused on the need to take the long view of humanity. Uh, and this is what they said. This is the BBC says their aim is to stand back from the daily news cycle and widen the lens of our current place and time. I love that. Stand back and, and kind of widen that lens a little bit just beyond the uh, the current stuff. 
Because if, if we can't do that, if, if all we're doing, we're, we're sort of in the uh, colonizing business where you sort of project out into no man's land. Well, no, nobody's really there. And today, a lot of what we do is projecting forward into that space that we don't even exist. You've, you've all heard me talk a lot about our national debt, uh, $23 trillion. That's over $50,000 for every citizen. Uh, and most of that bill is going to be paid not only by people who can't vote, it's people who, who haven't even been born yet. And maybe their parents haven't even met yet. They haven't even gone out on a date yet. <laughs> and those are the people who are going to pay the bill. And it's because we've been so short-sighted in the present. And we've, we've got to start getting beyond that immediacy. Uh, we have to grow great differently. And the only way we can do that is we've got to go beyond this whole idea of just being mentally out of breath all the time from dealing with the present political problems. We have to have energy to imagine what the future is going to be. And we've got to imagine that here in the state of Utah. We hope that's the case over the next 45 days. Uh, We hope that's the case for the country, that we can have leaders from both parties who will set the present aside. They'll stop being out of breath uh, all the time from the current political battles so that they have enough energy left to truly to begin to imagine what America's future should look like and what America's future should be like. So don't run out of energy before you run out of opportunity. It's all there. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference.